Hello and uh, welcome to the Viasat Podcast. I'm Alex Miller with Corporate Communications. And today we're talking with Claudio D'Amico, Director of Business Aviation here at Viasat. So thanks for being on the podcast today, Claudio. Thanks, Alex. So with aviation, Viasat is primarily focused on providing satellite connectivity to large commercial fleets, as well as to smaller jets owned by both corporations and fleets and high net individuals. So it's this area that you're involved with, Claudio. So I wanted to start off by asking, what's different about providing in-flight connectivity for business and private jets versus those commercial fleets? The major difference between, I think, commercial aviation and business aviation uh, can be explained by the whole boarding process. In a business jet, the individual uh, entering the aircraft, they will they will arrive at the airport on on their limo or on a private car, and they're brought on to the aircraft directly. So you don't have to go through the hassle of security, going through a, a check-in process, which sometimes can be somewhat stressful. They just walk into the aircraft, and then they should be ready to roll right and take off. Uh, that is a testament of the expectation that some of these passengers have. So they just expect things to work, and it's seamless. There's obviously no uh, uh, transaction, credit card transactions as you enter the aircraft to connect to the internet. So as you enter that aircraft, it is something that is just there and available. It's a continuity of their connectivity that they have on the ground. So it's it's a much higher expectation in terms of performance uh, and reliability um, that these passengers have uh, on business jets. Okay. And I imagine the, the scale is, is quite a bit different. Instead of uh, several large fleets, you've got a lot of different smaller operators. So we have we have both uh, we have both types of operators. So we have operators with individual aircraft. So one aircraft, or, or uh, and it could be a high net worth individual or corporation with one aircraft. We have some large corporations today that are customers with multiple aircrafts. And then we have large fleet operators that uh, operate multiple aircraft and have fractional programs or, or, or power by the, uh, or flight by the hour programs in which people can just buy a certain amount of time to utilize that aircraft. So we have multiple types of uh, of customers. It really depends on how they're utilizing this aircraft, this asset, uh, to be able to do their business or as a means of transportation for a high net worth individual. What we've seen is that the majority of our customers today in business aviation, we have roughly about 250, 260 customers today in business aviation. We're expanding that number with our new satellites, but the majority of those are corporate users. So we have several corporations with multiple aircrafts. There are some individuals, uh, high net worth individuals that own their private jets, but the majority of those are corporations. Okay. So um, these customers, whether they're, it's, you know, it's a business jet or a private jet, what are, what are the needs? What are they looking for when it comes to connectivity? It, it depends. In terms of a, a person that uses the aircraft for, for its personal transportation, it is is uh, in most cases, uh, it's uh, entertainment. They would like to connect and entertain while they're flying. And in, in some cases, also, there's some productivity tools doing emails or, or connecting to specific business applications. Uh, on the corporate jets, predominantly, they are using that time on board to continue their, their functions that they have on the ground, leveraging our connectivity. So we have uh, folks utilizing VPNs to connect to their corporate VPNs, doing 
doing emails, uh, teleconferences. At some cases on the corporate jet owner, uh, corporate jets, they also have, uh, they, they may use that time to unwind from a long day in the office. Uh, but the majority of the usage there is, uh, for, to, for productivity tools through the internet. Okay. So in addition, you mentioned uh, entertainment. Are we able to, uh, offer the, uh, bandwidth needed to stream video and things like that for, for these customers? Absolutely. So we have today products available and services available that enable uh, some of the entertainment and streaming. So one of the things that we're trying to do going forward is we're trying to offer uh, what we call Viaset Unlimited Streaming, which is the ability for passengers to be able to stream their content with unlimited amounts of data uh, on a monthly uh, on a monthly basis. It's important to explain the value of that. Uh, traditionally, business jet service packages are sold in data allowances packages. So you have a certain amount of data that you're able to utilize per month, and each uh, data package has a price associated with it. What we're trying to do going forward is change that equation and provide one service that enables them to stream without consuming data from their data packages. Uh, one of the things we've heard, we had customers that had purchased a specific uh, a data plan with 30 gigabits of data per month, right? But they were using a lot of that data allowance to stream. And then when they were actually needing to utilize uh, the connectivity to perform some of the business functions, they were exceeding their data allowances and, and creating additional costs to that uh, aircraft operation profile. We're trying to do uh, with our unlimited streaming solution is to provide a separate service in which they can stream at their own will uh, and then they will still have their data allowance packages for productivity so it it provides them the, the the flexibility and the security that they won't have extra costs at the end of the month to operate that aircraft uh, we're able to do that with the high capacity satellites that we're putting uh, up so our ka customers are customers that can leverage this uh, um, this solution today so thinking about the equipment on these aircraft you know compared to to a satellite antenna on a home or a business, the size of the antenna on an aircraft is, is pretty important. So why is that size so critical on jets? And are we moving towards smaller antennas on aircraft and what will that look like in the future? Size of the antenna is uh, one of the important factors of being able to install our system on some of these business jets. There's limited space on the aircraft fuselage where you can install an antenna. Today, the terminals that we're selling are parabolic 12-inch terminals, and the only location where we're able to fit those terminals are, is on the tail boom of the aircraft. So it sits not on top of the fuselage, but it sits on top of the tail. That's an area um, that has limited space available for the installation of the antenna. Probably one of the largest terminals that you, we would be able to fit in that area, unless you change some of the design characteristics of the structure around that antenna. So the radome, we possibly could go to a larger antenna, uh, maybe even an 18 inch antenna. There's some of our products out there today, uh, not for business aviation, but that would that would have an impact on the performance of the aircraft with more drag and fuel consumption. So the whole industry really is moving towards uh, flat panel antennas. One of the uh, the things that I think we'll see in the next three to five years is uh, a flat panel antennas being um, mounted on on the fuselage of 
the aircraft. Uh, and, and, and as that evolves, I think some of the business jets will adopt that technology as well. I think that from a, from a commercial viability for, for business jets, we're probably looking into, you know, three to maybe five years of when we'll see some of the, the high-end business jets having technology like that. Okay. And when you talk about flat panel antennas, we're talking about the, the phased array antennas that uh, are able to steer, uh, sort of steer the toward the beam of the satellite without moving uh, mechanically. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, what are some of the connectivity challenges? And I think you've touched on some of them, but, um, but those who are operating business jets, what are, what are they looking for? And what are some of the things that, uh, you know, we've helped solve? One of the, the, I think the most important things that we're being able, that we're able to solve now with the high capacity satellite is to enable multiple users uh, on board to do whatever they please in terms of connecting to the internet. So streaming uh, productivity tools. I've been to some uh, some uh, business conferences where some of the providers were explaining to passengers and business jet operators how they should manage their connectivity so they could minimize the data consumption. What we are trying to do with the high capacity satellites is really provide the users the ability to work or entertain themselves on board as they would if they're underground without any limitations. So I think that the, the big change that we bring is with the high capacity network that we are structuring uh, for Viaset and then business aviation is taking advantage of that is providing that freedom and flexibility to those to those uh, aircraft operators and, and, and passengers. Okay. And, and as part of that, um, the, the ramp to ramp connectivity? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's a, a very good question. Uh, there are are other systems out there today, so air-to-ground systems, where they're not capable of operating below 10,000 feet, right? One of the advantages we bring with the SATCOM system is we're able to operate from the ramp. So the moment you walk into that aircraft, you're able to connect to that aircraft Wi-Fi, uh, and you can continue uh, with uh, whatever you're doing uh, through the internet. Some of the other systems, if it's air-to-ground, you know, you're not able to do that. There's an interruption there until uh, you, you reach 10,000 feet, which can take quite some time. So it's it's a bit of a distraction and their uh, annoyance for those passengers. Okay. So um, w- when you are, are talking to potential customers about Viasat service, uh, what do you tell them about how we've changed that, that business jet experience? So not a lot of people know this, uh, but uh, Viasat uh, with, this, with uh, its KU system was w- the first company to offer broadband connectivity to business jets. So we started this uh, in the around 2007-2008 and uh, through our KU network and partnerships with specific OEMs, uh, predominantly Gulfstream, uh, we delivered the first broadband system to those aircraft. Before that, it was all L-Bend solution-based, so Swift Broadband, and and it was really, you're talking about uh, 128 to 256 kilobits, and uh, when we started, we really changed that game and provided much more capacity. At that time, there wasn't uh, as many um, personal devices out there, so it was really a good experience back then, but as the market evolved and with the use of uh, new PEDs, cell phones, uh, bandwidth intensive applications, now the data consumption has increased. So we're trying to evolve and our KA satellites and KA network has evolved with it. Now we're actually launching uh, our KA service 
on some business jets today and passengers are able to get 16 megabits per second, which enables them to stream as we discussed or enables them to uh, uh, to connect to uh, social media, which now has a lot of video and, and that consumes a lot of data. But also now as there's a, there's a, a requirement for for security, right? Corporate users can connect to their VPN uh, and that consumes data. So now we're able to do that with the high capacity satellites as well. So thinking a little bit uh, to the future, you mentioned the, the different types of antennas coming up, but we're also, Viasat has worked on a global constellation of high capacity KA band satellites that will uh, are expected to, to cover you know most of the earth in, in a couple of years. What is that uh, constellation going to mean for those business jet customers? Uh, it's going to mean that we're going to be able to continue to support the uh, increase in, in, in data demand, data and, uh, and capacity. So think about uh, video right now. You have standard definition video now. The expectation is for for, for uh, high def video as you're watching uh, uh, something on your cell phone on or on your computer. Uh, now we're talking about 4K video. Uh, the high capacity satellites are going to enable folks to continue to utilize and have the same experience that they're expecting on the ground while they're on board of the aircraft. I think that's that's uh, uh, that's one of the uh, from a user experience. That's one of the important things is being able to continue to use that technology and whatever they do on the ground on the air. For our business specifically, as we go global with our KA network, it enables us to reach more aircraft platforms. So today we have KA coverage over North America and over Europe uh, that our business jets are able to leverage. So we're able to sell our systems to those aircrafts that are flying within those regions. So that's a specific market. uh, And those are the super mid aircraft. So we have our systems line fit offerable on some of the Embraer Praetor aircraft on the G280, and we're working on some of other aircrafts in that category. As we go global, it enables us to sell our products with our coverage. As we go global with our coverage, that enables us to sell our products for aircrafts that have much longer range. So now you have, you're able to address the high end of the market with our KA system and high capacity satellite. So that, that creates the opportunity for those jets to do that as well or in the future when the capacity and coverage is available there. Okay. Well, it sounds like there's going to be a, the service is just going to be getting better and better uh, as, as all these things come online. So I um, appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today, Claudio, and uh, maybe we can touch base again in 2020 and see uh, where things are going. Thank you for the opportunity, Alex. Alex.